Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the Win Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Fell Music Speaks interview. Um, today we got the guys with us from Secret Keeper. Guys, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I'm going to tell everybody a little bit about you guys real quick. Uh, so Secret Keeper was formed in 2013, follows, following vocalist uh, Kyle Burrier and guitarist Thomas Filbert leaving their previous band. Uh, together, the pair wrote the band's debut single and EP before being joined by other members. And one year later, Secret Keeper would release another EP titled Losing Sleep, while the band continued to tour across the United States. After a short break in 2015, the band would come back to release their single Gravestones, followed by another e- EP released in 2016 titled Ghost, which I've been listening to at work all afternoon, so thank you guys. Uh, before the band would see some member changes on uh, August of uh, 2019, the the band saw, uh, excuse me, on August 2019 uh, saw the band join the Arkham Agency for booking, followed by tour announcements and the much anticipated full length release Cemetery Feelings. 2020 will see Secret Keeper continuing to tour throughout the United States and beyond. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've released three EPs and three official music videos, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle, Thomas, and we're joined by someone else from Secret Keeper today. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, Alex. 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 Thank you guys so much for, for doing this. This is great. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Oh, first question that I have for you is how are y'all doing during this pandemic? Um, pretty good. I've been I own my own business and so does Alex. So yeah. we've been managed to like stay busy. Kyle, you've been a little... Uh... I'm good. I'm working. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm kind, of, kind of having to, but it, it's okay. It's good. Yeah, cool, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, um, as we did before in the intro that Blake just said, um, uh, Kyle and Thomas was in the different bands before y'all met at, to form Secret Keeper. Um, explain to us how you met to form this great band. Ooh. Um... Well, we played in a couple of bad metalcore <laughs> bands, yeah. but um, did we all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we've been we've been friends now for um, it's going on it since I was sixteen. I'm almost twenty six. Almost ten almost years. Almost ten years now. Almost ten years. Um, but yeah, yeah. We uh, we just were in a, a couple of like like he said like maybe objectively very bad bands and, uh, <laughs> but then you know we came yeah. together and we wanted to do this kind of sound and uh it was cool i think it i think it flowed a lot better yeah. and then yeah. we're still here yeah yeah i think blake was in a couple of bad bands before he uh you know <laughs> like you wouldn't believe man yeah uh, yeah. yeah uh we were uh, i was in a 
everyone's in a you know a high school metal band at some point yeah um, where yeah. everybody has like different influences so we're all trying to play different things yeah. and uh yeah. it branched off into two other bands from that one and one ended up being like a nirvana cover band which i'm not opposed okay. to yeah. but <laughs> you know it's it's uh it was the deep tracks. So right. <laughs> like, yeah. so fun stuff. And then I was in a hardcore folk band, uh, just before I gr- folk band. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we had one guy, it was a joke band, but it was really fun. We were called a bear named Susan and it was no, you <laughs> know, it, no spaces, <laughs> you know, typical, uh, metalcore, uh, band naming, you know, heavily influenced by bless the fall. Mm. And, uh, so, yeah, it was like folk music, and uh, we incorporated breakdowns and uh, screaming, and yeah. I did a little bit of gutturals, and it was uh, <laughs> it was a blast. Yeah. Why, is that why do I need to hear sick. this right now? <laughs> <laughs> if if uh, if MySpace worked properly, I would say we could all head to MySpace right now and find yeah. some of those. Yeah. Uh, so but... so what what are the like some of the worst bands that y'all been in? But before Secret Keeper, I mean, we're not gonna name any names. No, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, um, yeah just just metalcore projects and stuff. I yeah. mean, yeah. I think we're being a little hard. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. were okay. They were okay. I feel like, but we didn't really find our stride until this band. I think. Yeah. I I like my band, so I think this band yeah. probably has worked the best so far. Uh, with our uh, with our setup, it's funny yeah. enough. Alex has the same exact background, even though we're like completely yeah. different bands, but like literally the same setup yeah, to get exactly. into where we are today. Right. Yeah. Right. And by the way, your literal background looks amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can see our, uh, we can see Kyle, but but not that. Thomas and uh, Alex. There you go. Yes, you might have to squeeze in together. A little bit yeah. more. Uh, yeah. On ours, it's nice and rectangular. Oh, okay. Well, in my in my pictures, I don't know. Yeah, but we can barely see both Alex yeah, and we're, uh, yeah. We're at the studio. But, uh, yeah. the, uh, we're in the podcast room. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's Literally cool. The, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's fine. Yeah, yeah, we can see. Yeah, we can see y'all now. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, um, who would be your biggest influences before Secret Keeper? Hmm. Do you have any major influences that that like? you know, brought together to band. Yeah. Um, let's start with, what are your, what is, what's, let's do Kyle's main influence. Okay. Are we okay. doing like, <laughs> uh, anything's influence? Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's do like, yeah. Let's start out with bands first. Uh, this band's influence. Well, I mean, when, um, when we first started out, it was kind of, you know, a, a being as an ocean, um, the counterparts, that kind of, a uh, new wave melodic hardcore type mm-hmm. of, vibe um and i i feel like it's stayed pretty consistent i mean of course you listen to all different stuff individually um i really like you know bring me the horizon yeah armor yeah. for sleep yep. some old some new so stuff like that yeah yeah i think maybe alexis on fire a little bit influence yeah here Ooh, nice. yeah 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 my Sacred Keeper influence is Sacred Keeper. <laughs> yes, that's the, that's the correct. That's the correct answer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> I literally, I remember when Losing Sleep came out. I was, I think, a senior in high school, and uh, yeah. remember Jamie. Nice. Yeah. Alex is the younger one. Yeah. In group a little bit, a little bit younger. Right. Cool. I've got a question that involves Bring Me the Horizon uh, oh, that we were right. discussing earlier. 
Ooh, um, I'm what, what are your thoughts on bands that change their musical styles dramatically, like Bring Me the Horizon did? I would say personally, I think Bring Me the Horizon did a good job at it. They've been pretty consistent at doing what they kind of want to do, I feel like. Yeah. And it's never been like, I feel like it's a natural progression. If you go from the first album and you kind of go through, you can see how they progressed, which is a little different from bands that kind of just go from like one sound, like a complete 180 degree album. Yeah, I sure. think it's, it's been a, very linear. Like. I think it's a full um, kind of push not to be pigeonholed. I, I think yeah. it's it's a uh, it, yeah I don't know I think it's the band uh, being cognizant of the fact that we can fall into that yeah. that corner of yeah. our niche and carve that out and then never be able to leave and it's nice to uh, and I think it's almost a um, a natural reaction to to push back and do something completely different I feel like that for most bands that that kind of ends up happening and yeah. whether it's received well or not is kind of uh, irrelevant it's just kind of a thing that happens to not fall into that same old same old you know right right. sure i'm all for it i i love the progression of that band's done my favorite work is probably ammo right now has been my favorite nice um, yeah i mean and i i love all their releases but yeah they i think what a lot of i hear this a lot of people like oh this band's sold out or whatever but it's like selling out would be making the same record three or four times because it already works so i feel like I really respect Bring Me the Horizon taking huge risks where they they were they've been a massive band at every stage in their career and sure. they yeah. are honestly I would say they've arguably been the biggest band in their subgenre pretty much every time they've changed subgenres so yeah. I'd say even though they've only become more successful from the progression that I would say that they in no way it, it's also kind of an indicator that they're trendsetters in a way. You know yeah, they're you're, always like you're the top band ahead. in your genre every single right. what five, ten years. Then yeah, or uh, sorry, less than that. They've yeah. been around that long, but every two, three years. I mean, every time you release an album, it's the biggest in that genre. Yeah. Right. Chances yeah. are you're you're, you're doing some right. Finding right. Well, see, in our last episode, I was I was discussing with like that um. Lisa, you're from Bring Me to Horizon, probably blew out his, blew out his voice, you know, with all them screaming yeah. for all those years. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they tone it down and, you know, get in the vocal reach that he can do, you know. Right. So I guess it's, that's all about the voice, you know, everything. They're coming back there, man. That new song with Youngblood is it's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I heard it. It, it is it is pretty good. I like yeah. the video for it. I'm a big fan of that. Yes. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it could also cool. be, um, you know, it could also be him just, uh, wanting to expand that audience as well you know it's a lot it's a lot more accessible when you have primarily singing and some screaming versus the the opposite or the inverse you know um yeah so yeah uh on another question on top of this this main question is uh uh, what do you think about Machine Gun Kelly? He went from rap to (laughs) totally totally different (laughs) totally and also I mind you totally different aspect of the genre uh, okay, or, I'll let you guys answer, and then I can sabotage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have an opinion on it, honestly. I don't. I haven't. I don't really listen to them, and I haven't listened to any of yeah. this stuff, so I couldn't. Can't make a good. Uh, a good call on that, but Kyle has. A, <laughs> listen, it, at the end of the day, it's all preference. I'm right. not going to say his stuff is objectively bad, and I'm going to say that I think that I like this better than his full-on rap material. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but I. 
still am not the biggest fan. It sounds like Blink-182, and I'm just not that much of a Blink-182 <laughs> fan. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Blink is, and he loves it. I mean, it, it, it sounds... I'm good with it, yeah. like Just like sure. Blink-182, in, in, in my opinion, you know? Oh, our I other mean, guitar player worships Blink. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Much, yeah. But, uh, but see, the re- I guess the reason why it's not like Blink is because he, he got Jarvis Barker to do all of his drumming, so that might be oh, a yeah, big influence, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Know? That right. dude yeah. is insane. Oh yeah, not yeah. playing wise, but the, he caught the trend of this kind of alternative like emo rap, SoundCloud rap, whatever you want yeah. to call it. And he jumped on that so early, and yeah. he worked yeah. with yeah. all like the best artists from that. So, major. And his kid is doing the same thing, you know. Uh, uh, Landon, I think, is very much into that same type of genre, wow. and uh, so yeah, cool. definitely all over that. Then, wow. um, yeah. do you think that Machine Gun Kelly got? scared out of his own genre because Eminem just <laughs> obliterated just, just him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not know. Did you guys want to answer first? I, I got a, I got a nice theory on it. It's not a super convoluted go, go for your theory. Go for it, man. I, I don't think he got scared out of anything. I think it, it looks like that because it, it, it's a pretty convenient that he kind of had the, the diss tracks back and forth and then just right. kind of fell, fell uh, quiet for a little bit and then came back with the rock music. I sure. think that um maybe it helped him actually that's what i'm saying i i think that it's it's kind of weird with with artists like youngblood and stuff kind of popping up now and using the aesthetic styling of the 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 emo kind of my kim look uh Mm -hmm. maybe the early 2000s mid 2000s kind of look Mm -hmm. i feel like Machine Gun Kelly is almost bringing that style into the music back, and it's and it's working for him. Um, because at the end of the day, a lot of these SoundCloud rappers and stuff like that, you can you can kind of boil their songs down to an emo pop punk ballad. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. he's doing the same thing, but with guitars we and real drums. You know, and yeah. yeah, so I think it's working a lot better for him that he's not doing this kind of uh, Spitfire rapping, mm, which yeah. isn't. It doesn't yeah. seem to me seem it doesn't seem to be in right now, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I always think it's interesting that you brought this up when you talk about the separation between those two genres. And you look at somebody like like Juice World, where mm-hmm. if you just replaced the 808s and stuff with an acoustic drum kit, right. and I mean, there's literally guitars in it, and then it's that yes, yeah. maybe an actual bass guitar, you'd pretty much be where we were in 2001. Little Uzi, with, Juice World, you know, yeah. XX. I think Uzi I mean, has a little bit. Uzi actually raps more, where as oh, he sings too, obviously. Sure, but sure. I, I yeah. think like okay, I'm making a. I'm talking at like a fundamental <laughs> level. Yeah, but yeah. my point is being these these like rappers, quote unquote, sing more than they rap now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. I don't even know if, if rap is the right so, term for it anymore. We, like we talk person. about this stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no opinion on this at all. Yeah, right. I, I think, yeah, it's very similar to a lot of rock music, and it, I feel like it maybe is what rock is it's evolving into. Too, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm about it. I'm into it. <laughs> Alex listens to it all the time. <laughs> okay, so um, on your debut album, EP entitled Sneaker Keeper, um, when both of you began writing for album, did you have any idea of what you wanted the band to sound like before you actually wrote the lyrics, wrote the actual um, uh, music, or like, yeah. did you, or, or, or like, did you just go in the studio and say, okay, well, whatever comes out, comes out, you know? Um, no, we kind of weren't in a studio either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we start off writing it, 
in my bedroom first, and I kind of mm-hmm. already knew what I wanted to do with the sound. Mm-hmm. You already had an idea, and I think you just laid on vocals on top of it. Yep. And then we went to your bedroom yes. <laughs> and recorded it with our friend. In a closet. In a closet. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, and um, that, I think that entire EP, there's only real guitars on it. I don't think all the bass is like MIDI, the drums are MIDI, the, there's like, it's such, we did it on such a shoestring budget. Yeah, you know, this is when Being as an Ocean came out uh, with uh, Dear God, I think that was the song, and the whole alternative scene, the Tumblr scene, was kind of like clean guitars doing breakdowns, and we both kind of were like, we like that, I want to do that, let's do that. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to put this public, but if you want, (laughs) I love the budget for it. The budget of a hundred dollars. Nice for yeah. three songs. <laughs> it's almost free, right? Song. It's almost free, yeah. except for the guitars and the drums and you know that that costs money. But other than that, yeah, cool. Um, can you guys tell me about the the first single that came from the debut album called uh, Father's Day? That's all you can yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, That's yeah. about my dad. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. I was 16, and it was really hard on me. So I was like, you know, I, uh, because coming from my other bands, I used to play guitar. I never did vocals of any yeah. sort, but I really wanted to. And so that felt like a really good time to, you know, write a song about something that means a lot to me. And then, yeah. uh, you know, scream it uh, because yeah. I'm sad and I'm angry about it. <laughs> sure. Right, right, yeah. right. And I had never gotten to do that before, so that uh, that was necessary for me. Yeah. So that was yeah. great. Uh, after that, after you did that, recorded that song, did that, did that just re- release all the anger from you and what you had? Oh, it absolutely helped. Yeah. For sure. Okay. And, Good. Um, great. You know, with most of our songs, you know, they, they might sound a little bit <laughs> dramatic, but I mean, that's that's how I feel, you know. And, and yeah. you know, if I didn't if I didn't have this band, I it'd be a interesting time for me because i really it really is a huge outlet for me oh yeah sure. yeah, yeah totally yeah i'm right there with you man my my dad died when i was 16 and uh music was like the biggest uh thing for me at the time you know yeah, and definitely. uh helped me through a lot and especially aggressive music because you can feel emotion and Absolutely. uh yeah. it's just that's the beauty of music you know is yeah. is especially heavy music and people don't get it. But if you've been through some things and you find a song you connect to, you connect through the emotion and uh, it can be very therapeutic. So, Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, especially I, as an angsty 16 year old, you know, with all I always tell everybody that music heals all wounds, you know, music is yeah, for everything, sure. you know, Happiness, sadness, you know, it, it heals depression. So that's music of me and my life too. So, uh, were there any drawbacks in hiring new musicians to be in the band, or were y'all covered it in finding the correct people? Uh, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Oh, we got a. I mean, I, <laughs> we got it wrong a few times. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> not, it's not necessarily I, our fault per se. I mean, some people. I don't know. The original lineup was was cool, and we had some good memories. And then other things happened in people's lives, and they we had to kind of move on from where they were at. Right. And then we we kind of had a little bit of a, of a revolving door yeah. for a few years. Um, and that just I mean it was just life stuff happening between all of us. It's like your early twenties are some of us are in school, other people are trying to get like work and whatever. And we eventually um. The current lineup, I think, is probably the most solid. We actually, Alex and I were talking about this the other night, and I think yeah. the current lineup is the most solid one we've had 
since probably losing sleep. And yeah. hopefully, I'd say the new one is probably going to continue on. Yeah, hopefully it reflects in the music as well. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that these new songs sound really good. I mean, at the end of the day, it's always been uh, me and Thomas uh, kind of, you know. Um, the core of it. it. Yeah, and, you know, it, we, we love Alex. We love to have him here. But yeah. I know that, you know, it, it will be, you know, the foundation is me and Thomas. And that's nice 100%. to have a, a solid base there so that if. You know, we lose everybody, which has happened. Yeah. It's not, really you know what I'm saying? It's not uh, the end of the world because we still write a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Good. But it's certainly been a process over the years. Yeah. But I wouldn't trade with, with a few exceptions. I think I like all the memories that we've made. I think all of them have helped me grow personally. And it makes for a good Same. good stories and good. It makes for a lot of songs. Right. Exactly. A lot of songs. A lot of songs. Uh, uh, we'll give you just a minute, y'all. My uh, co-host, uh, got out of it, so I'm gonna. I didn't bring back in just a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he's, sorry. Okay. Yeah, he's here. So we can. Okay. Um, Blake, can you just go to <laughs> audio for me? Yeah. Yeah, because we want the whole book to the um. Oh, That's okay. Yep, there's his bedroom, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you want me to call you back? Uh, yeah, uh, call me back in just uh, a second. All right, man. Sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> These are small technical problems compared to our technical problems. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> just, this, this I bet you all get technical problems all the time being on tour and everything. You know? Yeah, I think oh, the most oh, recent man. tours, I think we've settled down. We've got things pretty good now. Yeah. yeah. Aside cool. from one show in my mind, I think we've we've yeah, actually yeah. been pretty lucky. Yeah. We were on a really good streak for a while. Like, everything was just going perfect. And then we played a show in Indianapolis, I think oh, it was. Oh, and everything went and, wrong. And there's, this place was haunted, apparently. And I don't yeah, really but... believe in this stuff, but this place... And I was like, it's not stupid. Let's, 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 yeah, the audio through the let's wait until everything's yeah. solved, then we can tell the story. Right. Oh, Blake. <laughs> yes. You're still on video, man. Still on video? Still on video. I can, okay. I, you want me just do audio? Just do audio, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Do, do you want me to call you back again? Okay. Is that better? Up there, yeah, yes. Yes, we can see the whole band. Yes. All right. So now we can see everybody. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So I unplugged the phone and the mic, and uh, I screwed it all up. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. So you were telling us about the um, uh, oh, problems. Yeah. With, yeah. Technical difficulties. We played a show in yeah. Indianapolis at a haunted theater. Yeah, and I was not. I was not believing it. Do, do, uh, yeah. Apparently, blood triggers the ghost or whatever at yeah. the theater, and I happened to like. I hit the first chord of Sycamore, and then my finger was just bleeding profusely, and then ever since from that moment forward, all everything all hell broke loose. Downhill. The amps stopped working. Um, <laughs> and I don't the have that microphone started like feedbacking horribly. Uh, you know, and listen. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to go. Right. It could have been it a different been. issue that wasn't a ghost, but <laughs> oh, it was I, a ghost. Mine was a ghost. My, a ghost. One patch cable on my pedal board stopped working, and um, I used all... This is not a sponsorship. 
But I use all my gami cables, so they usually don't not work. <laughs> except uh, for that one instance. Except for the one time with the ghost. So that's how I now believe Gobo in the Gami paranormal. shout out, bro. If you want to hit me up with that sponsorship, I will uh, <laughs> say more. But I'm going to stop there for free. There you go. There you go. Oh, um, well, speaking of tours, uh, how was the first tour? Um, was it totally successful, or did you run into bumps and, and uh, bruises along the way? Or were you expecting in those... Uh, Trial, uh, um, mess ups. Uh, were were y'all expecting them from your other previous bands, or did you even tour with your other bands? Um. So let's see. How the first, the very first tour we did was only Florida dates because we just wanted. To, we'd never been on tour actually ever back in 2013, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um. So we tried to keep it simple. And we also tried to be rock stars. Dude, I was Not in a bad way. We played a show. We did a good show. All the shows were actually really I good. I was drunk the whole time. Can I curse on here? Uh, you sure? I mean, if you want to. Bro, that was shit face the whole time, dude. Yeah. I, did, I, I haven't done that since, and we, we don't drink on tour anymore. It was yeah, a bad time. Like, yeah. I think the only people in Sioux Keeper that drink are me and Brian, and only after this show, like, yeah, a very but... small amount. Because we're driving, like, we're doing whatever. And so. you guys are usually. We learned from that. Right. A long time yeah, ago, the second tour was good. The second tour we did was actually really awesome. Really good. We did. Uh, I just I booked everything myself, yeah. and we did we did three weeks uh, out west coast. No, no, no. no. Oh, we wait, did oh. Uh, Midwest and East Coast. Oh, that was good too. That was before. We've that, had some good before. tours. They've been yeah. good. Good. Uh -huh. yeah. The best one though, and we all know what the best tour has been. Definitely. Japan. Oh, one, oh, Japan. The yeah, one Japan. with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna just about to ask you about uh, Japan. Yeah. Oh. They know how to do shows. Well, Japan is the best one. Yeah, for sure. that was super fun. Everything sounded great. Everybody was super hospitable. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so in so in Japan, what was the the music scene like over there? Better, Be better, better. <laughs> <laughs> but everything is better over there, right? Everything is better. Uh, pretty much everything. Yeah. Better, yeah. I mean, I'll give an actual real answer. I'd say the um, people there. I think not that people here don't care, but people are very like a lot more committed to their craft in Japan, I felt like. So a lot of the quote unquote local bands were doing really good jobs. Just like phenomenal. they were playing perfectly. Top notch. Um, Every note. All the venues were it. like nice. They all, every venue had like a full back line. Like the sound yeah. people like cared what they were doing. The light person cared what they were doing. Like, like every time I went up I, and I, or before I went up and I'm seeing these locals start playing, I'm like, it's, it's so, everything is so meticulously yeah. crafted to be perfect. That I'm sitting here like sweating to go up on stage because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is not, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like we're a little loosey goosey. Yeah, we're a rock and roll um, band. Which is yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We're like we're just feeling it, and yeah. it's so technically but, precise and so yeah. well done. They were super responsive to our like what we were doing though, like because we play a little bit loosely, but they appreciated that. Cause they're like, oh, you can actually like add lip parts. You don't have to play yeah. like right. And it was really neat, and they like. I, I had a great time, like, we were on tour with Oaktails, and they, like, yes. treated us really nicely, and they took care of us and everything, and nice. our, we had a, uh, an actual tour manager and driver, Tatsu. That was, was great. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Tatsu. Mm -hmm. And all the other bands were awesome, like, everyone, like, welcomed us with open arms, pretty yeah. much. Like, yeah. I loved how, like, you'd have, like, a powwow before the show, like, all the yeah. bands would get together, be, like, introduce themselves, like, the venue owner was there, the promoter was there, and then after the show, like, after everyone left, all the bands would stay and, like, hang out and, like, Yes. have like food and drink and like get to know each other i mm -hmm. thought that was really important because i yeah. feel like that doesn't happen 
too yeah. often. Right. It, it makes it almost like a congregating of, of similar mindsets instead yeah. of just like show up, pay the money to get in, bob your head in the back for a little bit, and then leave. You yeah. Know? Right. So. Yeah. Uh, another certain thing I found really cool with your, with your Instagram, your pictures are, are like are like really really well done. Uh, do you do uh, who? Uh, first of all, who takes the pictures? And do you um do you like take a Montour with you? Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a we a have friends. a couple of friends, most notably uh, Stephen, our friend Stephen Wang. He does a lot of the photos that we posted. The Japan tour was all Wolf Elliot. Yeah. Wolf does a really good job. Way early on, um, we didn't really take any photographers out with us. I did a lot of the photos and do like the album art design and all that stuff. But yeah. as far as like the photos of us, I think it's been predominantly Stephen and yeah. Wolf. Stephen and Wolf. Stephen and Wolf have been have been the main ones. But um, really good friends and, of ours. Too. But it's also That's nice because a lot of the members of our band. Uh, although we don't do it as a business like thomas knows how to take some good photos he has a good camera yeah. alex you know knows how to use the photoshop so does thomas so it's nice to be self-sufficient yeah. here and there so right. not having to hire everyone alex out all the time proficient in pro tools i can stumble through pro tools like <laughs> it all it's it's all nice that we can do things yeah. like if we had to do things ourselves we can we could definitely do that pull out. Out. so it's right. a, a nice combo of our pictures steven yeah. wolf and uh yeah, yeah. We yeah. try. We try to make it look pretty. Make yeah. it yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. is very important. <laughs> well, good job. Well, they know how to take pictures because I'm, I'm, I'm man. I, I was I was a photographer for about two seconds in my life, and none of them came out that good. You know, I, I I couldn't understand the whole you know thing about taking pictures. So they do a really really nice job. So I mean, got some practice, honestly. Yeah. Like, any, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true obsessed with it yeah yeah i guess there is like you have natural talent but you can also like learn how to do things yeah. too so. yeah 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 cool yeah. so who's your uh, who's your favorite band that you've ever toured with oh i have a oak tales <laughs> okay yeah honestly um, they're super nice like super realistically great music. oak tales, oak tales? Yeah. with secret keeper oak tales but um no conversation piece with conversation piece, my favorite band we started no, no, with no, was, was like our favorite. Is the oh, that's conversation true. Piece, which is a joke because Alex has another. That's band. my other band, and we've done a tour where it was Secret Keeper and Conversation Piece, so I was double setting every night. Yeah. So, um, I toured as a guitar tech for a, a very small amount of time before uh, Secret Keeper, I, and yeah, yeah. Um, I was taken out by a band called Stolas that are one of my favorite bands, and so they're probably my favorite band. Tour with. Did you go out with Hale the Sun too? I've never been out with Hale. Uh, They're the homies, but I I always wanted. Did you go with DGD? No, no, no. Never mind. All right, never mind. Stolas. Yeah, I've done Stolas. The other two, I've been to too many shows. What's our favorite U.S. band to tour with though? What has been the favorite U.S. one? Um, that's a tough one. I mean, Castle No Kings was nice. Yeah, Kings was good. That's a good they uh, unfortunately broke up a, a little yeah. while ago, rest in yeah. peace. But they were on Invogue Records. They are super nice guys. And yeah, Castle mm-hmm. Kings is probably the they're the most recent U.S. tour. Yeah. Guys, so mm-hmm. yeah, shout out, cool. shout out to. Yeah. Well, um, so who would you say between the three of you? You know, who who is the musician that inspired you the most to become a musician? Um. With each of your I got instruments, this one. I oh, got this. oh, you guys go. I don't. I don't. Um, <laughs> you Green don't know Day. yet. <laughs> Green Day and Lincoln Park, Billy Joe Armstrong, nice. guess because all right, I play guitar. Yeah, but just all of Lincoln Park, maybe specifically Mike Shinoda, because he was like 
-hmm. He could kind of do everything. Like, he could yeah. run Pro Tools, he could play guitar, he could sing, he could play piano, he could produce, he could bring in a whole song, and yeah. it would be it. And so I was like, yeah, I want to be that guy. It all makes yeah. sense now. I got, yeah. I got two answers. Um, oh, two answers. When I was, like, 10 or 11, I think, um, I saw a music video by Fall Out Boy, and I was like, <laughs> dude, that's it. So I went to Walmart and got... A pretty and punk it's like the demos before take the steer grave so yeah. patrick stump was definitely like yo that's dope uh yeah. and then you know at, when i was in high school i was like post hardcore is basically this but kind of cooler and so armor for sleep was a huge influence oh, yeah. yeah afi as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so cool. kind of a nice mashup of yeah. post hardcore and fallout boy <laughs> that's both great bands yeah yeah, for real. Dude, I don't know. I <laughs> See, I started off, like, listening to a lot of classic rock because of my dad, but it wasn't, like, my main influence. I just started learning guitar because they were like, oh, you should learn an instrument. I guess I got into Green Day when American Idiot came out. Yeah. I was pretty into that for a while. And also My Chemical Romance. That was definitely a big thing for me. Yeah. But um, then more, as I learned guitar more, I think... I'd say like August Burns Red probably influenced me a lot. Not that I write riffs or anything like that anymore, but right. definitely, right. definitely there. Inspiration. Uh, great now, influences. Yeah, yeah, they're really great. Uh, now, just uh, I, I think y'all answered this question before, but I can't remember, so I kind of refreshed from memory. Um, which studio, which record studio, give you the most good vibes when recording an album? Um, <laughs> Yeah, there one that really stood out and made it the most fun recording. Glow in the Dark rec uh Glow in the Dark Studios. I did in, Glow in, in the Dark Georgia with Matt McClellan. He's done Under Oath, um yeah, The Chariot, well, he, stuff yeah. like oh, nice. that. The Chariot was they filmed their one music video. It's actually yeah. there. They um him and John uh, and uh, Matt Goldman. Matt Goldman did that Goldman, one, yeah. yeah. But um that was really inspirational to be there because you really have like on the wall was like define the great line, yes. like and, and there are stuff. no windows or there well in their old studio they don't have the same building anymore yeah. in in where the studio was when we recorded there there was no windows so you lost track of all time and i would wake up at 4 a.m and go to bed at 2 p.m right it's great great nice. <laughs> but i definitely think we haven't been there in a while and it kind of changed how they did things there right. so it's not quite the same as it used to be like 2015 so like five years ago but but we pretty consistently done other recordings at Pioneer Sound. Yeah, with or, Adam and David, and that's Adam always David, a great yeah. time. They're the homies. Yes, we're there right, right, right now. Right now. So, <laughs> so we actually have to say them legally. Right. <laughs> legally, now. or we won't get sued, right? Yeah, yeah. they're gonna come. They'll throw all our songs away. Like, yeah, the, the pro yeah. session gone. Right. <laughs> the, I think they're actually his fingers on the button. Though. <laughs> David's downstairs <laughs> comping guitars right now, so we we took a break to be up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, th those are the only two places we've recorded yeah, we with this really, band yeah. actually. Yeah, we've only been to two. I mean, if you count your bedroom. Yeah, my bedroom. Was <laughs> yeah. My, mom, good, my mom. That's was some nice. good vibes, right? <laughs> yeah, the upstairs of Radham, with the focus no, right two right two up there. Just demo. <laughs> but thankfully, we've had universally good experiences, and we hope yeah, to hope to keep fun. it that way. I'm sure it will be. It's yeah. not a good time. Cool. You guys mentioned the chariot and. Uh, any anytime the chariot comes up in conversation, <laughs> I, I gush a little, right? <laughs> so I have to tell the story, and I'm sure I've told the story on the podcast before, but the first show I ever went to, um, I was in high school, and it was to see 
uh, Horse the Band, Arsonist nice. Get All the Girls, The Chariot, yes. and Norma Jean. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. All playing together. And The Chariot played before Norma Jean, and at the very last second, Corey Brandon comes out on stage whenever they go to play, and uh, he's like, we just decided to play Bless the Martyr in its entirety. And I was like, holy crap. And then, you know, they close out with Memphis, and mm-hmm. they bring yeah. Josh out on stage to sing it with him. And I was like, this is – I could die right now and <laughs> be totally content with everything. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen The Chariot twice, one in a smaller venue, and I saw them on their farewell tour. And since it was Man. in Orlando, it's close to uh, close to Georgia where they're from, right? So uh, they had uh, they did the song is it David De La Hoya's where they have the the guy from Listener, mm-hmm. and he was there at the show. So he actually did his part live and like Dude. did a stage dive off the stage, and I managed <laughs> to get the guitarist pick like from the farewell tour. So I have that sitting on my desk very proudly. The, <laughs> the chariot guitarist awesome. pick. <laughs> That's my chariot story. <laughs> um. So from May to November of 2015, you guys kind of took a little short break. Is there any reason for that short? Are you at liberty to say if there was a reason for that yeah. short break? He was. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a lot of other life stuff happening, and we kind of had a small creative difference differences. Yeah. And we're there's we a lot of a lot of life in this band. That was a point when like a lot of the members were leaving, so yeah. we kind of were like, well, I guess we'll just kind of end it here because like. It was, we had like a good little run at that point. Oh yeah, we straight broke up, broke up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but then, then other life stuff happened, and then things ended up working. We out. got back together. A a, a a collective friend of the band messaged me, and uh, I I guess uh, I don't know if he was lying or if he just kind of <laughs> had a dip. He he, he a said, story. hey, yeah, he made up a story, or <laughs> maybe I don't know. He misheard something. He was like, hey, Thomas said he really wants to get back together and 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 do more music, and I was like. Oh really? I, I hadn't talked to him in forever because having the band break up was like super upsetting. I think for all of us, and we oh, didn't yeah. realize it, so we didn't really talk for a, a good while. And mm. uh, this this kid message the, the collective friend of the band messaged me and said, "Hey, Thomas wants to do music with you. Why don't you guys do it?" And uh, and so I messaged Thomas, and that kind of uh, ignited the. <laughs> the I, I know why we broke up. Why okay. it wasn't so it led to the creative difference on like one of the songs you wrote, which. I don't like, but I don't know. It's an all right song. It's fine. Yeah, it's, Track marks. It's oh, fine. Okay. It doesn't exist on the internet anymore. I was going to say, I don't know if we're going to anyway, that name. But anyway, we had a... really feel. <laughs> <laughs> we did a really long tour. We did like a two-week, three-week run or oh, whatever. Was it a losing sleep tour? No. It was a winter tour. Oh, that's we a winter tour, We went out to the tour, West yeah. Coast. We all got really sick. Yes, we did. It was a super fun tour, by Yeah, the way. it was a great tour. We should have gone to a walk-in clinic way sooner, not a fancy <laughs> tour. Yeah. We came home. I think every band has that one tour that breaks them. Oh yeah, it every band us. has that one tour, and it kind of broke us because we were just so like deathly. I guess. Oh, I was, like, not even kidding. I like, was screaming with uh, pneumonia and strep oh, yeah. throat at the same time. that's yeah, that's it was really bad. It's, it's what happens when you're from Florida and you go on a winter tour. I forgot, yeah. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but yeah. I think that's what that was like the the initial start to everything kind of falling because no one was happy after that. Yeah, yeah, everything falls apart. Great. Yeah, everything falls apart. Yeah. But I'm in the pieces. That's our song. <laughs> That's our song. Cool. So I guess, <laughs> so I guess on your worst tour, tour, nothing went right. Everything went wrong, and you know. So I guess that's that's what you know. It wasn't that it went wrong. No, it actually went, went great. Right. It's yeah. just we were so sick, and yeah. we just kept going when we should have 
probably been in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, like I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, if you got, just, yeah, go, yeah. I, I mean, if you have throat, throat, you know, yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's, we were all very, very ill and, but it was a great tour. I mean, it, it packed rooms every single night, which is, you know, at the time I, I was like, I didn't, yeah, I, I just I was just DIY booking everything, so I didn't know what to expect. I just, you know, expected ten people to come out, but it was a pretty awesome tour. So yeah, yeah. it was physically taxing, and I think we there were was, all just very burned. There was one point when we didn't have enough, I think, pre-pressed CDs, so I was burning. We had like the album art on our CDs, and I was like burning it. <laughs> there were so the many people wanting and CDs, and I was so <laughs> sick. I fell asleep while burning the disc, and woke up to people banging on the door, being like, "Where's the CDs?" I was like, "I'm so sorry, I'm." Right <laughs> well, um, as I mentioned, as as Blake in, uh, mentioned in the introduction, um, uh, Secret Keeper has has released three EPs. So, is there any uh, in in the foreseeable future? Is there will there be a full album? We released a full album, we um, did have the full album in twenty nineteen. Okay, yep. December. Yeah. Okay. Cemetery feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, um. And 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 we also have a, a fan question. Um, Cassie Dark, Cassie underscore Dark asks, "What was the lyrical inspiration for that album?" For cemetery feelings. Yeah, mm. for the full one. Mm. That's all for you. For, right. for the cemetery the feelings yeah. album. Yeah. Um, just kind of the idea of sadness in general. I mean, I, you know, a lot of the songs that I write are sad because um, I'm sad so <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest right, you know that's, yeah. that's that's my way to be therapeutic about it but um the full-length album was almost the idea of being um in pain emotionally um and i think i you know just of course there are personal experiences weaved in between each song you know like uh dealing with the issue of um self-harm uh dealing with yeah. uh losing friends to um you know taking their own life or, or yeah. whatnot and you know and i'm sure me and many others have been plagued by stuff like that in their lives and it, you know it's it sucks and it's painful and i think um the album was an attempt at um dialing in and maybe uh, figuring out you know what is pain in, yeah. in, in kind of like a you know, not to sound too um, pretentious and uh, artsy, but yeah, it, it, I, I try to do like a, a weird abstract look at the um, the idea of, of pain itself. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a question about the album artwork. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks it looks mm -hmm. awesome. Like I, I love the, the cover for the album with the steeple. Is there a story behind the uh, church steeple? Okay, so this is a me and Thomas together kind of thing. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you want to say the story? Oh, no, it's all... I, okay. You can, you can regale us with that. All right, so uh, there, there's a church, like, next to my house. Like, I could walk there. It's got this really cool steeple, and we were thinking of an album cover. Um, and... Well, we wanted to do the steeple because it kind of tied in with the whole Right, the, the, the death and the pain type of sure, vibe yeah. for yeah, the album. Yeah. I was like, what if we throw a steeple on there? So we took a picture of the church's steeple, and it looked pretty cool. Um, and we were going to use that. I think it's the single art for yeah, Sycamore, Sycamore on yeah. Spotify right now. And we were like, yeah, we're going to use that. It looks looks good enough. Um, it looks cool. It thematically tries to tie in, I guess. Um, but then 
I, I texted Thomas maybe a week after we took the picture, and I was like, I don't know. I feel like we use, and a lot of bands just use photos of yeah. things. And right. I wanted to do something different. I was like, let me meet you at, at the warehouse, uh, it, it, our, our practice space. And um, I, uh, I got there, and I was like, Thomas, can you throw in this picture, and can you trace the staple? And so he traced it on Photoshop, and I was like, it might look real stupid, but it might look real cool. And I think we both ended up being like, yo, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, looks super like cool. that's dope. Yeah. We didn't want to rip off Bring of the Horizon or anything like that's the spirit. So I was like, oh, we yeah. put on a different background. We didn't want it to be like right. a solid background. We had it blank white and it kind yeah, of, it, was, it wasn't there yet. It was yeah. like just there, but then. So I had the, I, I think I had the idea. I don't uh, remember. Yeah. I had the idea of like, or maybe, collectively we had the yeah. idea of putting out like a painted canvas looking background. So I threw that together and then we had the album art. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, we ended up using all the, like, the photo for Sycamore is, like, inside the booklet. And there's a bunch of other photos that kind of tie in with each song in the album art that I thought was kind of neat. So we tried to have a couple music video. uh... Yeah, some music video references and a couple things like that if you're clever enough. Or if you look at it. (laughs) Is, uh, um, now, are are y'all going to, um, record any new music videos because y'all have four four out right now correct we we got two in in uh two, two in december okay nice yeah they nice. Haven't, haven't released yet yeah but we got them yeah. it's been a weird year so we've been uh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. We, we, we absolutely don't releases. want to overshadow anything going on right yeah. now as far as you yeah. know um you know uh social movements political movements you, like, right, it, right. It, that needs that needs to be front and center when we feel the time is right to to have that entertainment come back to the forefront right. we mm-hmm. will put them out so we've just been focusing on our own stuff like writing new songs in the background yeah. recording new songs like right that. yeah oh. um now do you do you like uh recording music videos like 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 how long does it take to make one video per se it depends it depends on the video it depends what we're some doing. of them have more idea like some ideas are more elaborate than others so it might take yeah. a lot longer to plan a lot longer to film yeah uh, yeah we have one in our pockets right now that took a pretty extensive amount of planning and work yeah it did. and it's, then one yeah. that was um they just we we happen yeah, to be in the simple. yeah it's simpler yeah. right but it definitely depends like I think even the sycamore video took because we shot that one uh, with like the shots of us in your mom's house in Kyle's yep. mom's yep. house and then um that took like a day in itself and then there was like another day of shooting uh, the story shots of that and then we mm. went through and did the editing and we and all storyboarded that, so. that for at least a few weeks yeah it was a few weeks storyboarding figuring out all the shots and like because. I it's think, cool because we yeah. kind of we, we we like direct and write our own videos, which is kind of dumb. Oh, nice. yeah, we yeah. had a lot of help with uh, our first videos. We did with our friend right. Joe yeah. DeSantis, and he it was to see him work and see how he did it was very helpful for us to convey to better convey what ideas we want when we work with like new people. Because we just like here, this is the idea. We have it all nice laid out, and it's a lot easier to work with them. I think because they have a, they already know where we're trying to go, and they can just add their ideas to it, and we can actually talk and work together as opposed to like when you just hire a videographer and you're like we want a music video and they're like cool i have no idea what to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> or, or it's not the same vision that you're thinking yeah, of and i don't yeah. i don't know if it sounds like kind of self-absorbed but we kind of we like we have a vision when listening to the song of a vision yeah. like you close your eyes and you can visualize what images you're feeling when you hit the when you listen to that song right yeah and and so i'm like sitting there coming up with this music video and, and thomas yeah. the same you know coming up with this music video in our heads when we close our eyes and listen and it's hard to have someone 
pull it off exactly right out of your brain. I don't expect anyone to do that. So mm-hmm. I think that's why we kind of took the reins on it. Yeah. I think doing mm-hmm. the storyboard helped a lot just for, cause we were, did a Sycamore we did with Steven and yeah. he was very, he was great about oh, the way. Yeah. Like he, he got it he almost it. to a T what was in my head when All I was right. coming up with that, you know? So yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, since you record your own music videos, do you nowadays? Uh, I've I've been hearing a lot of people record your videos on their iPhones instead of a big, um, you know, like yeah. you know, big camera. Um, was was that the case for y'all, or did you record no, it on the? No, no, okay. no we joke about it. Yeah, 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 we make some jokes about. Yeah, that. But no, we we definitely still use the uh, big expensive. The big, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, not really big. I guess no. Yeah, primarily, it's a medium. Well, just standard. Yeah, Sony, just standard one. A7s yeah. and A7 threes yeah, so usually. Right. Yeah. So you know it's not a red or anything. Like we're not making no. a movie, but right. it, uh, yeah. pretty decent cameras for sure. Yeah, yeah but Christopher Nolan better watch out though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. Yo, we got some in the pipeline that are about to come out. They're uh, very weird, and I love it. Oh wow! Super strange. Like yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. good. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome, guys. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Uh, we've we've thoroughly enjoyed it. Sweet. Well, thank yeah, you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks yeah. for asking us stuff and letting yeah. us tell stories. Yes. Yeah. Well, where can uh, where can we find you guys on uh, uh, social media? Ooh, everywhere. Instagram. Everywhere. <laughs> I think. Oh uh, yeah, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, Twitter. Instagram. Uh, we have our own website. There's Spotify. We got YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Um, <laughs> at Dreambound. Yeah, yeah Dreambound. Most of our stuff has been premiering most of our music videos. Yep. So. Um, at Secret Keeper FL. Or at Secret Keeper Band. Yep. Yes. Dot com. Right. Either yeah. 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 Cool. So cool. no MySpace, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> we got to get back to that. Yeah. Why? You you guys created MySpace, and I'll log into my old folk band's uh, MySpace account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. You guys yeah, I'll, top eight. I'll hit up Tom. Send over the hidden tracks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there was a really sweet Katy Perry cover that we did. Uh, oh, yes. and uh, it was it was intense. I wish I could. God, I wish I could find that. <laughs> Jam. Well, well, thanks again, guys. We really do appreciate it, and uh, maybe we can talk again um, soon. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.